The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Hello, my name is Kevin, and welcome to the Made for Greatness podcast, the podcast where we seek to unpack this quote that is attributed to Pope Benedict XVI. This episode is a little bit of a different uh, change of pace for me. I am part of a a forum online on the Facebook, uh, and uh, part of this forum included some people questioning about what's the best way to prospect and get recruit members into the Knights of Columbus. I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus, and I've been a member since 2003. I joined shortly after I got married, and I wanted to join an organization that uh, I could somehow give back to the church and my community and protect my family through their financial products. And so the model of the Knights of Columbus really appealed to me, and I joined them. And I've been a proud member of them ever since. So this first clip is from a field agent in Ontario. His name is Alex. And this is one of my favorite uh, pulpit speeches. We would, In the nights, we'd call this a pulpit speech where someone gets up and, and does a recruiting speech at a weekend, a recruiting drive weekend, to try and generate more membership into the Knights of Columbus in order to help out a parish or community. And and this this one is, is by a gentleman named, uh, named Alex, and this is my favorite one. It paints the wide picture of, of why we started, why the Knights of Columbus started, what we do for our members and for our communities and their families, and uh, and, and also just the situation surrounding when we founded. It was a, a different time in our history. And some of the situations that Alex is describing didn't happen widespread in Canada, but they were happening in certain parts of the United States. And uh, some of the, the struggles and the plight that... Alex is describing was certainly happening during Father McGivney's time. And so I think this is just a superb speech. If anybody's listening to this that wants, you know, advice on what to say at some of these things, this is the great thing to do. I love this speech. And every speech that I've done since, and I've gotten this this presentation from Alex probably five or six years ago, um, everyone that I've done since used this one as a model. I've modified this one. I really like it a lot. So here we go. Without any further delays, here's Alex from Ontario, Canada, giving a recruiting drive to a parish. Oh, I should give, explain some things. At first, you're going to hear some parish announcements. Uh, the speech that Alex is doing is right after Mass and um, before the final blessing. And so right away, you're going to hear someone talk about things going on in their parish community. And that'll take about 30 seconds or so. And then Alex is going to get up and do his presentation. So it is really good. The audio might not be the best, as is the audio for this entire podcast. But uh, it's it's good. Listen to it carefully if you'd like. And uh, gives you a good snapshot on what we do and why. All right, so here you go. Just because you're Catholic. 
Later that day when you went home, you found out that you've been thrown out of your house, not because you can't make a mortgage payment, but just because you're Catholic. This was the situation facing Catholic families back in the 1800s here in North America. We had no rights, we had no civil liberties. We were lower than dogs. And God forbid the husband should die, leaving his wife a widow, his children orphaned. The government would go to that woman and they would ask her, how are you supporting these children? Your husband's dead, you're penniless. You're not allowed to work for a woman and you're Catholic. They would rip the children from her arms and send them to an orphanage. This was a concerted government attack on the Catholic family, on the Catholic faith, and on our beloved Catholic Church. And a young man named Michael J. McGivney, he grew up in this environment. He saw the discrimination, he saw the oppression, he saw those little signs that people put on their lawns. Catholics and dogs stay off the grass. He read the articles in the New York Times that said, what a beautiful neighborhood, too bad it's being ruined by a Catholic church. And when Michael J. McGinley became a priest, he said, we've got to do something to fight for the rights of Catholics. We've got to do something the Catholic family together and to provide financial support when dad dies or mom dies. And so the Knights of Columbus was born. And from those humble beginnings in a church basement with just nine members, 130 years later, we have grown to be the largest Catholic service organization in the world. We have 2 million members around the world. We have 15,000 different councils in 15 different countries around the world. Now, you may know of us from the high holidays when you see us in our, in our little chateaus and our, our ceremonial capes, and you might just say, well, that's all the Knights of Columbus is about, just the ceremony, but you'd be wrong. We have donated 650 million hours of our volunteer time. We've raised $2 billion and given it to thousands of charities all around the world. We've even grown to be the, one of the largest financial institutions in the world with $95 billion life insurance enforced at $20 billion of assets under management. We are in service to one, we are in service to all. We shelter the homeless. We feed the poor. We fight for the rights of the marginalized, those with physical and mental challenges. We are the largest supporter of the Special Olympics. And we've been at the forefront of the pro-life movement even before there was a pro-life movement that fight today, and we've saved thousands of children from being brutally murdered from the evils of abortion. This is what the Knights of Columbus does. We make a difference in this world. We make the world a better place. And we need your help. We need your help, sir. And you, sir. You, sir. We need every Catholic gentleman in this church today to become a Knight of Columbus. Today is a very special day. We're having an open house in the parish hall, and we invite everyone, husbands, wives, children, we invite the whole family to come out and find out about the Knights of Columbus. We have some coffee, some juice. Come and pick up a brochure. Take 10 minutes before you leave today just to find out a little bit about the Knights of Columbus. Even just give us your name, we'll mail you some information. And while you're thinking about the Knights of Columbus, we'll think about you. Now I know we're 
might be thinking, this sounds like a great organization, I'd love to join. I just don't have the time today. I know, and I know it's not an excuse. Today's lives were very, very busy. None of us have the time. I don't have the time. Two million men do not have the time. And yet two million men have said yes, they've made the decision, they've joined the next, because what we do matters. And thousands of people rely on us. If you can give us an hour in a month, that's wonderful. If it's just an hour every six months, that's great. If it's just two hours in a year, two hours in a year to help us support a woman's shelter or a food bank, two hours in a year to provide winter clothes for children, two hours in a year to support orphans in Africa who lost their parents from disease and war, two hours in a year to help prevent the murder of an unborn child. Two hours in a year, my friends, can make a difference in this world. I'm 48 years old. I've had, uh, I've had my ups and downs throughout my life. I've had good times and bad times. I've made good decisions, bad decisions. I've made two absolutely perfect decisions in my life. The first was to marry the woman that I love. I started a family. God has blessed us with a beautiful little girl. The second was to become a knight of Columbus. And for me, these were two absolutely perfect decisions. I'm glad I, I made those. Ladies, when your husband becomes a knight of Columbus, you become part of our family too. Because we couldn't do the work that we do without the support of our wives and our families. And as your husband gives to the night, we're going to give back to your family. And we have real financially measurable benefits for you and your children if you'd like to take advantage of When your husband becomes a knight, I know he'll become a better husband. He'll become a better man, a better Catholic. Gentlemen, take 10 minutes today. Come out to our parish hall. Bring your wives and children. Come and find out about the nights. We make a difference in this world. You can make a difference in this world. You can be that difference. My name is Alexander Sproy, and I am a Knight of Columbus. God bless you. Okay, so what'd you think? That was Alex. Did a great job. He's a very good presenter. And I think his his job on crafting and designing that speech is very, very effective. And um he uses a lot of social cues. He points to the crowd when he says you, sir, and you, sir. He's pointing to specific people. And I think that that's such a good effect because so often you hear someone speaking from the pulpit and it's just sort of like a it's like there's a wall between him and everybody else in the in the crowd and and by pointing in that way um it was really effective to uh, to break the fourth wall so to speak and it's something that I've adapted myself I like doing it a lot it works it's effective this next one you're going to listen to is myself um I'm doing this recruiting drive speech at a parish my home parish and I've done this particular speech that you just heard from Alex I've done something like that about 3 times already at this parish and I wanted to to change it up a little bit. So what I did was I I thought that I'd do it a little bit differently and I memorized the speech and I wanted to try and deliver it in a way that looked impactful and from the heart. And it, and it always is from the heart. I try my very best to be sincere when I'm speaking this way. 
But what I did was I, I had some notes on a sheet of paper. And at one point, I don't know if it comes across clearly in this podcast episode or if it was effective when I did it. I know that I plan to do it. Maybe I should modify it next time. But what I did was I, I had some clearly I laid down some paper on a platform on the pulpit. And uh, at one point, as I was speaking, I looked up at the crowd and I looked down my paper and then I looked up at the crowd again and, and I put my paper away visibly, clearly, so that they can everybody can see, and I put it in my back pocket. And then I put my hands on the pulpit, and I just spoke what looked like to be off the cuff. And it was all all memorized. It was a bit of a stage. And uh, I thought that was a good way to try and maybe come out of the norm, because I had already given this presentation, like I said, three times before. This would have been my fourth time doing it. And I wanted to change things up a little bit. So without any further delay, here we go. This is me at Holy Family Parish in May of 2019. <coughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. As Father mentioned, I'm here to chat with you about the Knights of Columbus. We're having a major recruiting drive this weekend. And we're here to invite all the Catholic men, 18 and older, to join the Knights of Columbus this weekend. We're founded by a Catholic priest, Father Michael J. McGivney, more than 130 years ago in New Haven, Connecticut. And he founded us in a moment that was very difficult for it to be a Catholic family at that time. And when he started the Knights of Columbus, people told him that it would never fly, it would never go. But he started the Knights of Columbus with, with just nine men. And shortly after, now we are today, 2019, with just about two million men throughout the entire world have committed to join the Knights of Columbus service of the communities. Um, we, uh, you know, we live in a different time. And um, volunteerism throughout the world, I would suggest, is struggling, particularly in Canada and Western, in the West. We, we don't know what it is, but there seems to be this rising tide of apathy and uh, it, it is tempting. All of us are, are busy with our lives. Our work seems to take everything. Sports seems to take everything. And we get so busy, we, we forget to volunteer or to give a little bit of our time. And it's this rising tide of apathy that, that I'm here today to call every single man here out today to rise against that tide. I love being a member of the Knights of Columbus. And I know that you will too. But I call every single Catholic man here today to stand up and rise against this rising tide of apathy that plagues our communities. To stand up and give our children an example of what it means to serve in our communities, to serve in our parishes, to serve our pastors and our deacons, to serve the world around us and to make it better. And sometimes I wonder what our, what our kids are going to see because of this rising tide of apathy. How will they learn what it means to serve? And men, I challenge you today to stand up in service of your community and service of your church. Join the two million Catholic men throughout the entire world who have committed to rise up against this tide and to stand up and say, yes, I will commit and I will serve my community. I will serve my pastors. I will serve my church. And I will serve my family. And I will serve under the banner of the Knights of Columbus.
So myself, another gentleman are gonna be in the foyer asking some of you gentlemen to join. And we're gonna try to get everybody if we can. You're welcome, of course, to check out our table. There's more information out there. There's donuts. Everybody likes donuts. There's uh, information booklets we can give away. Please take them. There's lots there. I have more in the back. But gentlemen, I challenge all of you to rise against this rising tide of apathy, to stand against it, and to be an example of what it means to serve and show our kids, our grandkids, and the following generations what it means to stand up and be a man. my dad okay so there you have it there's a couple good speeches that hopefully you, th you thought were great i love that first one by alex it's my favorite one by far and i i think that everybody would really do well by using it or modifying it to fit their needs and their parish needs um so uh without any further delay please remember to keep the members of the knights of columbus in your prayers we do a lot of great work for our communities and for our parish in our parishes and our families and Pray for field agents like myself that will do uh, the work that they do, tirelessly trying to live up to the legacy of Father McGivney, our founder. And if you want any more information about the Knights, check out our website. I'll put an, an address in our in the show notes. But uh, God bless you, and hope that you have a great day. And uh, I'll say a prayer for you this evening. Take care. <laughs>